Welcome to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. Welcome back to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. She wanted me to be more pronunciating. To be more pronunciating. She wanted me to pronunciate. So that's what I'm doing. Enunciate? Enunciate. Pronunciate. Wow. Officiate. Appreciate. Okay. Anywho. Probate. Anywho. Confiscate. Confiscate. <laughs> <laughs> you said probate and confiscate? Okay. So it's time for That Happened With Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that Happened With Joe. God. Yeah. What a segment switch. Okay, well. Uh, Calvin, do you know what's going on with Dwight Howard right now? Uh, he's been putting in the butts and taking men's virginities. I have a thousand questions right now. I, I have, have none. so many. I don't care. Apparently, Dwight Howard has been making headlines for days regarding news that broke over his involvement in a sexual assault case. Uh, but apparently, he hasn't publicly addressed the suit yet. Uh, him and his legal team say the allegations have no merit, which, which you know, they normally should. I'm getting all this off the shade room. Pretty much, he's been out there doing puffy. Take that, take that, take that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Puffy's known to be into guys. Really? Yeah. I didn't know That's this rumor. That's a big thing. He's with Cassie forever. A big rumor. Well, and he has all those babies. Yeah, that's why you want Cassie shave half her head. He's looking for a guy. But I'm bumped. But, okay, you know what? Everybody got different strokes, different folks. All right, so uh, apparently Dwight Howard has been sued sexual assault yes. by a guy named Stephen Harper who's out of Georgia. Um, he, he just likes taking it. He No means yes. And he said this, ha- he filed a lawsuit in July, oh, early part of this year, July 2023. Wow. Former NBA baller. Is Dwight Howard retired? Yeah, he's not in NFL, NBA no more than NFL. He's pretty much, last time I checked, he was playing in China. Oh, oh, he's playing overseas right now? Yeah, supposedly. Apparently, this uh, lawsuit includes sexual assault and battery, false imprisonment, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Apparently, he yanked this dude's pants off, did what he wanted to do, flipped him over, take that, take that, and then left. He said they met on Instagram, and they talked online, and then they agreed to meet at his home. Instagram's a new way to sell some booty. Not new. Um... Before arriving to the home, Harper alleged that Howard texted him to ask if another person could join them. Because Howard says, it's not your booty, it's your beauty. For a quote-unquote sexual encounter. And Harper said they weren't interested. And then when they arrived, Harper claimed that they were joined by another person, a man who identified themselves as Kitty, and was forced to participate in sexual activity by both Howard and It's not your beauty, it's your beauty. I got more questions. I so, like you, and I want you. We can do it the easy way or the hard way. Was this a known thing about Howard? Hey, I'm not here for children's butt. I'm here for man's butt. I have no idea. First time I'm hearing about it. Interesting. Interesting. But they show a lot of clips where he likes to play too much. I guess. I don't they know They showed a lot of clips where he likes to play too much? What do you mean? Yeah, and, back, and like, you know how you do little joke things when you're in, like, uh, practice or you on on a... On a on the sidelines with your teammates? I guess. I have no idea. Apparently, they showed something where he's, like, trying to grab one of his a teammates' junk or something like that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> End there's, of. Okay. There's a lot of, yeah, it's just, like, a lot of borderline stuff. 
on the okay. court that people are saying, ah, oh, it makes sense now. You know, you know, uh, uh, the inter- internet streets get when something comes down, it's undefeated. So interesting. So there's that, and the other thing um, that I thought was crazy was the stuff going on with Brian McKnight again. Have you heard about that? Does he like that? Yes. What's going on? Brian McKnight officially changed his name to match the name of his new son. What's it? His son that has the Hawaiian name. Okay. He said, okay. Yeah. Calvin, this man has children that are grown. But he's going to change his full name for his son. Okay. Why do we care what he does with his, his name? <laughs> because he'd be posting it online. That's why. He's out here shouting to the, top, to the treetops. That he's a proud papa. So proud to introduce our son, Brian Kainoa Mokoa McKnight Jr. Mokoa Okoa? Kainoa and Mokoa. Kainoa Mokoa. So they gave him, they, so a lot of Hawaiians do the double I know. middle name ridiculousness. I know. How do you know? Because you are one. <laughs> anyway, anywho. Uh, but he, so he changed his name. So now he's also. Brian, Kainoa, Mokoa, McKnight. What's his real middle name? Not that. What is it? What is it? What is it? Not that. His mom will call him Earl. I'm going to call him Earl. Right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So he posted this, and he posted it out to the world, and everybody's like, what is happening? It'd be one thing if he did all of this, and he wasn't shouting it from the, from the, you know, the high hills. But he is. And this is after all the stuff that came out around his kids in the first place. After he started having babies with his new wife. Well, what is, why? Why, uh, why would he is take... Is his new wife Hawaiian? Yes. Oh, well, I guess we now have to boycott Brian McKnight. So if you're out there, we're no longer listening to Brian McKnight's music, nor anything he wrote or sang. It's just people are finding it or very, produced. very interesting that his stepkids and his son with this woman come first. And his other kids, dismissed. They're grown. Does it matter? Yes. No, they're grown. It plays on a lot of insecurities around him finding a replacement family. And that's essentially what he did. So he wants a replacement family. Maybe his original family didn't love him enough. I don't know. That, that is his assertion. He asserts that his kids never liked him anyway. Exactly. So he went and got new ones. Exactly. So if they never liked him, he got some new ones. Now they mad because he got new ones? Really? He's going to play obtuse this entire time? Sound like replacement. My goodness. Sound God. like a replacement theory. All right. Well, since you Replace, see there's erase. no problem with that whatsoever, that's fine. Embrace new face. That's what he did. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, also in Georgia, because Georgia is on a roll, uh, a restaurant has added a loud kids charge to their bills if their customers' children are too disruptive. Thank God. I agree. That should be added on planes, too. Planes, trains, and, and automobiles. automobiles. Yes. I you should also be allowed to punch a child in the face if I, that person can't no, control their child. No. Yeah. You know what? Punch yep. the adult. Why are you going to punch the kid? Uh, yeah, you can punch both of them if you ask me. No. Anywho, um, when I become senator, I'm going to push for that bill. Uh-huh. My first bill in Congress. You're, yes. You're definitely going to get votes from people to physically assault children. I'm sorry. If I'm a senator, I'm in the, uh, I'm not in the Congress. I'm in the other one. The Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Senate. 
I'm for, not in the Congress. I'm in the other one. I'm in the Senate. Yeah. Oh so, my god. Yeah, because congressmen are in Congress or whatever, and the senators are in the Senate. Congress. What do, what do you? Uh, Congress what, is a, the whole what, thing. You know. You know. What do you think Congress is made up of? Senator and congressman. I'm the senator. And so House being, representative, maybe. House representative. I'll be in, in the Senate. I'll be in the Senate. That's what I'm saying. We're oh all about the crazies. You know, that's my first bill would be to allow people to punch loud children and adults in the face. Oh, let's switch it over. So uh, closer to our reality trash TV show news, Christian and Cleo broke up from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Uh, great. Uh, our listeners enjoy that. They love it. Everybody likes it. They should have broke up while it was still on the damn show. I agree. Need I say more? Who do you think broke up with who? I, I think Christian broke up with Cleo. I think Cleo went, I think it's time for us to break up. I don't think she did at all. I think Christian broke up with Cleo. Why? She was not going to let that man go. She wasn't. As crazy these stunts that were going on, she was okay with it all. I don't think that she was the one that broke it off. Uh, uh I can see that. Uh. Why, do you think, why do you think he broke it off? I think he broke it off. One, I don't think he liked the heat he was getting from everybody in these internet streets over his, you know, character flaws. Uh, two, I think it started hitting close to home because people be finding you in real life to talk about stuff that happened on the show. I think that. Also, three, I think maybe he was hurting his game. <laughs> I think maybe he was trying to do his friendly talk to some people and they were like, ain't you that fool from the show? No. That's what I think. Luncheon. Okay, great. You said luncheon? Yeah. I had nothing else for you at that point. So okay. I don't know how to move on or start <laughs> a conversation. You have a new segue? Nothing? I don't know how to do segues, so luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> that's your pineapple luncheon? That's my, that's my pineapple. Okay. My safe word. Anyway, that's it for me. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, you you had some RPs last time for people who passed away and left. Um, Richard Roundtree passed. Oh yes. Uh, Chandler passed from um, uh, what's that show? Friends. Friends. He Ma- passed. Matthew Perry. Yeah. Um. Why? What, I, I did he like, have something? I feel like Richard Roundtree is the bigger loss. Yes, of course. Um, That's the only one I I know or care about. <laughs> um, the other guy. What, what was wrong? They with him? found him in his jacuzzi. Apparently drowned. Oh, he was on that shit. I'm sorry. People were talking about how, like, a lot of celebrities are found drowned. Oh. Whitney Houston was found drowned in her Illuminati. Job. Watch me start this rumor. Millie. Not Millie. What's her daughter's name? Uh, Christina? Bobby. Christina. Christina Bobby. Christina. Christina, Christina Bobby. Chris Bobby. Christina. I think it's Bobby I Christina. I think it's that one. She also was found in the tub. Illuminati, Javon. This is how Illuminati kills you when they're done with you. Why, I'm going to put this out in the atmosphere. Illumi- why would Illuminati go after Matthew Perry? Because... He came out and told them that they stole the idea from friends from... Oh, he agreed to it. He said, you know, we did Living do Signal. it. Yeah. We did steal it from Living yeah. Single. And they so said, he got to go. They said, he got to go. He's so crazy. Watch, watch somebody come out on YouTube and put a whole documentary together about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. And the I... No, so, yes. Also, rest in peace to those people. Especially Richard Roundtree. What an icon. This is somebody who helped with put black exploitation movies on the map with Shaft. Shaft, not Shaft. Sorry, Shaft. And I can pronounce. What's the actual name of this person? Shaft. He has a first name. Can you dig it? 
Is it William Shaft? Yeah, William Shaft. Is it? Can you dig it, sucker? I'm just saying, he, did he do all of the Shaft movies? I'm trying to think. Yes, he did all of them. Okay. And then loud-ass Samuel Jackson took over and started yelling at us at Shaft. But then he also showed up in that one. Yeah. And he showed uh, Samuel, you don't have to yell to be smooth. You can just be quiet and be smooth. He was always smooth. He also was a survivor of breast cancer. Like, you don't hear a lot of men talking about that either. He had chesticle cancer? He did. And he also was confused when it happened, too. But he survived that. He had ninny cancer. That's crazy. So, rest in peace to both. Uh, Anything else, Thomas? No, that's it. All right. Luncheon. All right, I finally trapped Calvin into watching two two episodes of Uh, The Golden Bachelor. Of the geriatric Viagra Bachelor. The Golden Shower. Now that Love is Blind is done and so is 90 day fiance recap because i'm not doing this current season i refuse i refuse no, it's actually pretty good but it's not good gino and jasmine are still there how good can it be uh sierra sierra okay so uh quick recap on love is blind uh everybody sucks uh uche especially he does not show up to the reunion uh spoiler Guess who stayed married? The one everybody hated. Milton and Lydia are still together. <laughs> Happily married. Making it work. Uh, everybody else is broken up. That's it. Love is blind. And now on to the geriatric bachelor. <laughs> to the geriatric bachelor. Uh, so, Golden Bachelor is amazing. It should be called Great Bachelor. But it's amazing. I digress. No, it's not. It's amazing. It's about an old man who's very sensitive. Yes. And he's had these other geriatric women who look like prunes running around. Um, Rude. Rude. Trying to get his golden shower. Uh, Listen, it is rare to have somebody who's emotionally intelligent and be on a reality show. It's rare. Rare, rare, rare. Gary is a gem. He has an old name, Jerry. He is a gem of a person. All right. In case you don't know, Golden Bachelor is all about this guy named Gary who is a widower. He lost his wife either a couple years ago or a year ago. and It, It was a setup. No. And he's trying to look for love. Um, So he agreed with ABC. In all the old places. And ABC gets a bunch of 60-plus-year-old women for him to meet. Gary's in his 70s, so I think that the youngest woman is in her 60s. If you're close to death and you're single and you want to meet somebody and meet a nice man, come on down to the Golden Bachelor. First of all, I love it. They touch on feeling invisible once they get into their older age. Once they're out of that 18 to 49 age bracket, they talk about what it looks like for them to be out in the world. And it's kind of bleak. It's really kind of sad when they lose their partners or going through other changes and trying to find love again is something that they find really, really difficult. Uh, It's nice to have a bachelor who genuinely listens to these ladies and is genuinely trying to make a connection with them. Whatever. It's also really funny to see fighting still happen. So that still happens. It's... I don't know what that was. That's the old cat sound. Oh my god! So anyway, there's two ladies in particular um, who seem to have a beef. <laughs> seem to have a beef, 
and I don't know why. The beef is the angry woman don't like the ni- the nice woman telling her all the happy things that happened to her. And Calvin That's hasn't watched any of the other all episodes to even like really get a, a feel for either of these ladies, but that's exactly what he said. <laughs> and he's kind of correct. So, of course, he's not going to show me any pictures. I'm trying to get names of these people. But anyway, so there's one lady who is tired of this other woman always telling I guess the group, especially her, about her dates with Gary. So one of the ladies has had two, I think maybe two dates with Gary. And she just talks about him like just so lovingly. And it's very much, it's giving dreamboat sleepover style talk. It's giving the love boat type stuff. Basically, she's just like, he's so great. Our dates were so wonderful. I'm so excited. Kind of sharing. Nothing malicious. Nothing she's like... not even bragging. No. It's just basic. He's a nice guy talk that all of them are doing, and this angry lady can't take it. Honestly, it feels like girl talk. Like, just like, I have a crush, and I'm going to talk about this nonstop, and this lady cannot stand it. And it's not like it's just this one lady who's talking about Gary like this. Everybody who gets a date with Gary talks about it like this. But this one lady in particular makes her super angry. She's like, she's basically rubbing in my face that I'm not a special person to Gary. And it's like, is she doing all of that? I don't think that's what she's doing. Honestly, now I think about it, she is doing that. She knows what she's doing. (laughs) She knows angry lady can't take it. Angry lady tells her to zip it. That's what, but so they've had, so you don't know this, but they've had a conversation like this twice now. Well, I like how the nice woman always runs back and tells Gary what the angry woman says. Set up. Well, Gary was following up after the bit, last big fight they had, which you didn't get to see. So this kicked off with Angry Lady. I, I need to know the names of these people. But it's, I think her name's Kathy. It started off with her. It's got to be Kat because she's Kathy. It started off with her kind of feeling down that she hasn't had any one-on-one time with Gary yet. But then she's got, I want to say it's Kathy and Susan. I'm going to call them that. I don't know their names. So Kathy is bemoaning the fact that she hasn't had a one-on-one date with Gary, but Susan has. So then Susan, who's she's just oblivious to the fact that Kathy's dealing with all this at all. Because I don't even think Kathy has told her. Kathy says she has. She's told her to, like, keep her stories to herself. She doesn't need to share all of that. But Susan's, like, I don't want to say she's dismissive of what Kathy's asking, but I don't think she sees it as a big deal. Maybe she didn't take it with as much weight as it should have been. But Kathy hits a limit. But she doesn't tell her directly. She has her friend tell her. So her friend pulls Susan aside. And it's like, hey, maybe knock it off with talking about how well you've been getting along with Gary. It's hurting some of the ladies' feelings. And Susan is blindsided and goes, who? Who are you talking about? And she's like, Kathy. It's really hurting Kathy's feelings. So, so. She's like, maybe you need to cool it and maybe back off. And Susan's like, I don't know what's going on right now. Because Kathy's friend is coming at her hard. Then she's like, okay, well, let me talk to Kathy myself. Let me see what's going on. When she pulls Kathy to the side, it's just scolding. She just gets a lecture from Kathy about how everything that Susan's doing is making Kathy feel small. And she's going out of her way to hurt Kathy. And she's not going to stand for it. And it's Susan being like, I don't, I didn't. I had no idea. So, I think she's right. The angry lady name is Kathy. Uh-huh. And I think the nice lady name is Sue. 
Is it really? I can't tell. All white people look like these pictures. <laughs> I can't no. tell. No, it's not Faith. Oh, my gosh, Calvin. Well, like I said, all white people look like I'm pretty sure her name is Susan. I'm very sure her name we is Susan. We all just learn how to live with it. We call them suspects. That's suspects? Yes. Anyway. Uh, so she's, I think her name is Susan. She, she is blindsided. She has no idea that any of this is happening. And her talk with Kathy does not go well. It's just Kathy lecturing her on how she needs to keep it to herself and stop bothering her and keep it at that. And she's like, I don't, and she gets, she gets distraught. She gets hurt and she goes upstairs to cry. All of this, her name is Teresa, Teresa, not Susan. So Teresa goes upstairs and she's like, She's kind of freaking out. Her friends come up to follow her, and Gary gets wind of the conversation. Teresa doesn't tell him directly. He finds out that there's a disturbance between what's going on. Teresa set up Kathy. That's all you need to know. No, she didn't. Because every time Kathy did something, she ran back to Jared. Oh, again, again. I'm so distraught. She didn't bring it to Gary. Gary was like, I heard there was a little bit of a, like, a, you know, conflict was going on. So Teresa gives her version which is that she has hurt Kathy's feelings. She didn't know that she was hurting Kathy's feelings. She thought she was just being friendly. Um, and she's really sad that she ended up hurting her friends. She wants them to stay close. And she's trying to learn from everything, basically. When Gary goes to talk to Kathy, Kathy paints a picture like Teresa was bullying her. She was bullying her. She was rubbing stuff in her face. And Gary's like, oh, my, this is, that's, that's a lot. And it seems like it's squashed, but then the rose ceremony happens, and right after the rose ceremony ends and Kathy and Teresa are safe, Teresa turns to Kathy and goes, oh, Gary's just the greatest. Gary's just so wonderful. You know, when we had our date, and it's, ex <laughs> it's her going into her date again, which is exactly what Kathy told her not to do to her, to not say anything so about her So let me get date. this straight. Someone tell you don't do something, and you just turn around and do it anyway. That's either dementia Oh, you're doing it on purpose. I honestly don't think she was being nefarious on purpose. I think she was just, ooh, she, you know, just, just being like, oh, I'm so in love. Sounds like a setup to me. I don't think so. So then we get to this episode where apparently they're still going at it. Apparently. It's Teresa being like, let me talk to Kathy. I really want us to be on a good page and a good place. Doesn't go well again. She gets another lecture from Kathy about how she needs to zip it and how she's a bully to Kathy. And how yada yada blum blum blah. And that's when No, did Gary I think Gary asked her again. Either way, Gary finds out that Teresa and Kathy had another conversation about what had happened in the episode prior. Teresa's story is Kathy let me know I hurt her. I tried to apologize. I was hoping we'd come you know, we'd meet on common ground. Apparently not. So I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, move move around this. And it's Gary being like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know any of this was going on. And when he checks with Kathy, she, she I don't want to say she takes the low road, but she doesn't take a good stance in her conversation with Gary. She's just basically like, yeah, Kathy's dumb. Or not Kathy, Teresa's dumb. And I can't, she, she keeps saying things I don't want her to say. And yada, yada, yada. And Gary's like, okay, all right. So, Kathy goes home. But anyway, yeah. What happened? <laughs> Kathy goes home. Oh, angry lady went home? Shut up, Javon. So, the episode I saw, they were playing Find the Pickleball. I find it. I 
Patrick. Yeah, he wants to, he wants to play fine. <laughs> not with all those ladies, clearly. Anyway, clearly not with all those ladies. They play pickleball. And there's one scene where this lady hits the ball out of bounds, and they pretend like this one lady gets hit in the stomach, and she get like she got shot. Did they slow mode it? Her eyes are closed. Her mouth's open in pain. That geriatric lady didn't hit that ball that hard. Then we had one lady. What's the black lady's name? Sandra. Sandra. They say, look at the play she made. First of all, she's going like one mile per hour. Secondly, she didn't dive. She couldn't stop. Calvin, she's also in her 70s. Two knee replacements. She, she know, basically dove. You know what she saw? She did that. She saw her life flash before her eyes. She saw that <laughs> hospital bill. <laughs> she saw that. She saw that hospital bill. She, she said, oh, no. All those hospital bills. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I was rooting for Miss Sandra. So we, we watched that. Miss Sandra was diving and trying to make these hits to get Just this date. Just to lose. She does end up losing. Um, her and her knees don't bend much, but they go on a lot of group dates. They have Gary has one-on-one dates with Faith and Leslie. For some reason, Susan tries to tempt Faith so many times in this episode. I watched she ate ice cream. Sandra, who's Susan? I mean Sandra. She ate ice cream. I don't even know if you people know that black people are lactose intolerant. I'm not. You're mixed. Doesn't count. Um. 100% Wrong. black people are oh. lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> and she ate that uh, She ate that ice cream because they were playing uh, Truth or Dare with ice no, cream. No, they were playing Have You Ever, which is different. Same thing, with ice cream. And let's just say it took her out. It, you can see you see it on her it face. It took her out. <laughs> starts, she almost died. She starts folding into herself. She <laughs> like... shot it on herself numerous times. <laughs> And now she's a man, and she had to miss the rose ceremony because she wanted to eat No, she didn't miss it because she already got her rose. He gave her a rose because she was missing her daughter's wedding to be out there. Poor lady played. She played with her life, trying to do death-defying stunts and eat ice cream. She got played. So that was that episode. That's nine lives right there. The latest episode, she goes home. Hmm? The latest episode, he sends her home. Sandra goes home? Uh Uh-huh. He sends three ladies home. Sandra. Somebody I want to call Tony, but that's not her name. The lady with the short hair. And um, the blonde lady who won Pickleball. April. That's not her name. So, But yeah. Peggy? No. So. Renee? Calvin, no. Calvin, no. I like how you're going to look at these pictures. You've only seen one episode. Oh, and Susan? You, and you said they all look alike. Susan? He did. He sent Susan home. So he sent Susan, Sandra. Uh-huh. He sent all the S's home. And the blonde lady who loves pickleball, too. She told him she loved him. They had a great one-on-one air balloon date. Oh, that's um, April. I like how you keep saying April. That's not her name. So, but I was shocked. I was shocked who he chose as his final three. You remember, do you know who he chose? No. Faith, Leslie, and Teresa. Teresa was the one that was going on and on about how dreamy he was, and Kathy was like, shut your face. He chooses, he chooses those three women. Was it Janine? No. It tells you when they were eliminated. Not even <laughs> so anyway. Ellen? Is it Ellen? I don't know, Calvin. I need a picture. Yes, it's Ellen. It was Ellen. I was right. No, you said April. 
Whatever. Who cares what the geriatric Anyway, Sandra, bachelor. Susan, and Ellen end up going home, which leaves Leslie, Faith, and Teresa. Three he, he clearly other, likes brunettes. Three other old geezers. So next is family home visits. He, he's going to go to these ladies' homes, meet their families, see how he meshes well with them. Someone's going to get cut off at the end of that episode. And then he'll be down to his final two. And then that's when he's got to do his proposal to somebody. And somebody else is going to crumple and cry. But might get her own spinoff. We might get a Golden Bachelorette. So mm-hmm. I kind of want Miss Sandra to be the Golden Bachelorette. I'm vote- I was rooting for Miss Sandra. Sandra sucks. She's from Atlanta. She's from your place. She's from your, one of your That's places. That's why her knees don't work. You're so crazy. Because she's been trying to get down to the ground all day. No. <laughs> the hospitals suck in Georgia. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the turn I thought we were taking. I thought you were going to say she twerked so hard. Suck. Grady, not the place you want to go. I'm just saying. That's why her knees don't work. I'm just saying. It makes a whole lot of sense now. In terms of the other romantic-based love reality shows we've watched, what did you think about The Golden Bachelor? Do you think it was too tame from all the crazy shows we usually watch? I don't like watching old people. We're old people, Calvin. We're old people. <laughs> Whatever you think in your head about you, that's how you feel about you. Anywho, um, I, I guess it was fine. I just don't like he's He's too nice. <laughs> Why it's, is he too nice? It's sickening. I think it's fake. It's not fake. He's nice. No one's that nice. If someone's that nice, they're a serial killer. He gifted somebody a crystal and explained the significance in terms of spirituality for this crystal. He's a hippie. He knew. He's a hippie. You knew who else they thought was nice? Hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what? That's true. That's accurate. Mm -hmm. But he he doesn't give me Dahmer vibes. His girls are too nice. His daughters are adorable. Never met him, so I don't know. They show him at the beginning. And I have theories about his wife, Tony, being mixed. Anyway, but yeah, Golden Bachelor, highly enjoyed it. I really liked this take on it. I hope we get more like this. I hope we get more reality-based romance shows featuring senior citizens. Like, a, they should do a Golden Girls. You know what? I forgot you're Hawaiian. That's your culture. What? You guys value older people. What? Well, here in America, <laughs> we don't. Here in America, <laughs> these colors don't bleed. These, we don't. Okay, we don't want you on our TV. <laughs> we don't want you on our internets. We don't want you nowhere near anything. The Golden Bachelor is a highly rated show. Some, a lot of other people are watching it. All the old people in the, in the, in the country is watching it. That's why. So he's gonna watch the finale. He doesn't know it yet, but it's gonna happen. Pray for me. <laughs> do you like that because we like that listen to us on all podcast platforms especially spotify interact do all the things because you know we like that and now love love after lockup they're the right one look at that which couple? Whoa. Sorry, got carried away. Which couple is your favorite? Let's just get on to Renika and Ashanti. Okay, Ashanti. In case you did not know, listeners, because we missed last week, but Renika and Ashanti have not left the same day. Did I call day. Ashanti? Yep, Renika and same Ashanti thing. have not left the same day. 
we're still telling the story from that same day. We finally get the epilogue. We don't Thank even get an God. epilogue. Yeah, we kind of do. Kind of do. I don't disagree. There's no way. There's no point to bring them back now. There's no point. I think we're going to get an epilogue. I think we're going to get a where are they right now. Uh, whatever. Anyway, the point is, we have slowly but surely been following Renika, making it to this hotel to finally confront Asante. She finally made it to the room. And confronts him. Yes, cheers, cheers. And I was hoping for bonfire. Bonfire! Shot gunshot. I was hoping for punches thrown. I was hoping for all that stuff. Please stop. And all I got was her. Uh huh. Just silence, talking. Calvin. Yeah. Silence. That's what that's what it felt like to me. No. Okay. So she makes. Makes to the hotel room. Knocks on the door. Asante opens it. It's him by himself. With a bag of Wendy's. With a bag. <laughs> Think he was jacking off to the Wendy's. Mind you, it's been what a month, month and a half of us following her very slowly make it to this hotel. They were stringing this out for as much as they could. Truth be told, uh-huh. maybe he was cheating with Wendy's because there was nobody else in the hotel. Maybe that girl was like, why are these cameras here? <laughs> I gotta go. It's not like she travels quiet. You know what I mean? So, also, remember, they kept calling her and saying they were coming. Remember? Also, it's the show, so they can't force her to be a part of the production if she doesn't want to. So she'd get a heads up of some sort. Okay. So she gets there, she confronts him, she cries. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you did this to me. But you'll never do it to me again. It was a very interesting conversation of like, I, you, I caught you, we're done. But then also, no one's going to love you like I loved you. You messed up a good <gasps> I thing. I hate your face, Ashanti. Oh, I can't believe you did it. I'm a boss bitch. And I'm not going to let you do this to me anymore. He's like, you're not going to play me the fool. And no, I'm like, he, he did. <gasps> you have me out here like, like Boo Boo the Fool. I love you. But you're not going to have me out here in these streets like Boo Boo the Fool anymore. You keep leaving the mic. I hope they can hear you. So, that's it. That's it. Why did you do this? Because I, I can. loved it that you so much. But I don't love it you anymore. It did crack me up that Asante, a lot of Asante's responses was like, yeah. you're going to be better for it. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> I was, it, huh. it needed to happen now rather than later. What? Here to, what? Here to Trey songs. Hey, girl. What? Your hair's on fire. When the producers get Asante alone, they're like, how many girlfriends do you have? He I goes, got 19. He goes, I don't have other girlfriends. I, I went to my aunt's house <laughs> to, to get my stuff. And they said, okay, for real. <laughs> how many girlfriends do you have? 23. And then he said, I've known this woman since childhood. And, we, and we've been together forever and i was like what do you mean you've known her this we've they've established that this lady's in her 40s asante's in his 20s how you know this person since childhood well he's gross so many questions and then hey, stuff happens in the hood uh, he doesn't take any any responsibility it's or not ownership. that he doesn't take any ownership he doesn't care that too but he also does not take any ownership he doesn't care First of all, he tries to maintain his lie that this lady's his aunt. So, the whole time he's talking to the cameras, he and Renika in the background, I hate that motherfucker, and I'm going to get my money back. You don't hear her say that in the background. She tells that to his face. She says, I'm going to get my money back. He said, how are you going to do that? 
She never leaves and gets her money back. She, she also says, I'm glad I never spent that much on you. But she's also said that she spent thousands on him. So which one is it? Then she just wrecked her child, her kids' futures to get him out of jail. So I don't know. Is that, I guess she has dementia. That's what that is, dementia. <laughs> I don't know. Makes sense. I've been, I dealt with dementia all last weekend. So. I know how it affects you. Listen. You can look at somebody, turn your head, and act like that's the first time you've seen that person. Dementia or delusion? Both. Mm. Powerful combination. So. Hell of a drug. That's it, though. That's that's really it. And I think we're going to get more follow-up, honestly. Swear to God, if we do, I'm going to punch a TV that I don't use. I want to know if Renika left Atlanta. I want to know if she ends up going back to That's a good question. Did she go back to Kentucky with her tail tucked? Was it Kentucky? Between her booty holes. Was yeah. it Kentucky? Yes, yeah, she's from Kentucky. I, that's what I want to know. So she's, she's in an Airbnb. So think about this. Let's just lay the, the, the lay it on the lay the cards on the table. Mm-hmm. Put everything down. She left a lucrative job and gig she had going for her. Yeah, the company she owned. Yeah. To come to Atlanta just to have it destroyed in two days. Yes. If that. If that, yes. maybe two days. Yes. So she lost out on thousands. Yes. Or twenties of thousands of dollars to move behind a man who never wanted her in the first place. Yes. And she destroyed her whole brand, her business, and her daughter's and hers future. Yes. Just to start from scratch again. Yes. Yes. What people do for, like I said. If you're making this investment for dingling, it's a bad investment. I've said it numerous times. <laughs> so she learned she made a bad investment. Mm-hmm. She's one of one million women who keep making this bad investment. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, so apparently Renika was sued by a Georgia apartment rental place for not paying uh, for her eviction. And she fought that lawsuit and won. She was able to prove that the living standards for this place was not up to par. I'm pretty sure you can do that with any living standard that's probably in the hood. Oh, you think that's where she was? Yes. You don't think she was in that Airbnb we saw? Mm, uh, the Airbnb is still in the hood, I guarantee you. Oh, okay. I want to know if she made it back to Virginia. But that, yeah, that's it. They they finally have their, their face off. Asante acts like she booed a fool because she is. She talks about how... He thought he could play her, but he didn't, but he did. And that's it. And now moving on to the other car crash that is Brittany. I mean, Brittany Andy. and Andy? Yeah, Brittany and Andy. Yeah, Brittany and Andy. So Brittany um, still needs space from Andy. Since <laughs> this, <Huh>? <laughs> this, this child has got out of jail, she has flipped that switch. She At first she was like, while she was in prison, she was all like, oh, Andy seems like the best we can't we balance each other blah, blah, blah then his daughters came out and said uh now nah, he's an ancient father i don't know why you think he's gonna be great for your kids and then she was like wait what what you mean then he gets out she gets out she meets him and i guess she decided in that split second fuck this dude i'm gonna get what i get <laughs> she saw that face the coochie dried up and she was like i'll Listen. just take all my things and assets it that was- you Whirlwind. Have to give me now because you said you were going to give it to me because you said it. Whirlwind. So she gets out. 
she has to go to a party for her son. At first, Andy and them were coming. Because she made Andy make a cake for her son. Then she was like, no, you're going to stay in the parking lot, which he does. Then they're supposed to drive back to his place in, in Rome, Georgia. But she says, no, I need you to rent out this hotel for a, minute, for a, a little bit longer so I can get right with my daughter, Gracie. And he goes, okay, I guess. And he does it again. She has her whole thing with Gracie. They're back and forth. And when she's out of options, because it's clear she can't move move the way she wants to move, either with Gracie or what, she ends up having to finally go back with him to Rome, Georgia. When they get back to his home, which is a new home, because we saw him living in a trailer, and now they're not. Now she she's like, wants everything. I'm going to sleep in the guest room. I don't know where everything is. I feel like I'm a guest in your house. And he's like, I'm not comfortable with you. Your face doesn't look like I thought it looked. Um, you're not attracted to me. She's not saying this. This is what she should be saying. Her face is saying it. This is what Andy should be hearing, but he doesn't. They get into a fight where she says she's overwhelmed and he's too demanding of her. Mind you, this man has demanded nothing. That's not. That's a lie. Actually, he has demanded some stuff of her. Oh, uh, to be in the same room with me? To sleep with him. Technically, he's just he he's just demanded. How about we spend time together? No, he was like we were supposed to be intimate, and that hasn't happened. Like that was one of his arguments with her. That that was that whole he thinks I'm going to choose him over my kids argument. That had nothing to do with kids. I agree. So then, um, so now that they're in his home, he's like, "Well, let me show you our bedroom," and that's when she was like, "I'm gonna sleep in the guest bedroom." <laughs> The next morning, he goes to greet her, and she is gone. But she's just outside. She's right outside the house. She said she needed a walk, needed some air, and some space to think, because now she's stuck with her choices. And pretty much, I think she did crack already, or heroin, or something, some type of drug. Heroin. Your heroin. And I said, I think the show would have showed that stuff. This is a non-scrupulous show. Because she comes out and says, yeah, all the money that I had, I gave to my kids. Which I, I don't believe she gave all that money to her goddamn kids. That's a lie. I think she went and got high. I don't know. Because remember that fight she had with Gracie? I wonder if to, like, try to get back on Gracie's good side, if she was just like, here, let me give you this cash. No, I think Grace, Gracie caught her. I think she left that party at some point. Okay. Gracie caught her. And that's when Gracie's like, see, you're doing that shit again. You're hanging out with people that you were hanging out with that got your ass locked up that you were doing drugs with. You're already slipping back into that thing. You, we can't be around each other. You're okay. doing it again. Okay. And I think when she went to Gracie, came pick up the last time, she thought Gracie was going to take her with her. Gracie's like, no, nah, I'm done, done. Mm-hmm. And that's when she was like, I guess I go to Rome with him. But you think in the, in the between time of that, she found a dealer, got the drugs, and yeah. got high. Yeah. So now she's trying to say, I'm about to go get high again. And I'm like, I don't think it's again. She didn't say again. She said her normal way to cope when she's feeling overwhelmed was to use. That's what she said. She keeps saying she's going to use again. She's she's in the, at the point where she's about to use again. I think she already used again. I think she's just saying again so no one would know. And again, this is an unscrupulous show. I feel like they would show it. I don't, I don't think they... Sometimes you maybe she sometimes you can trick them. I think she just snuck off and they didn't know she snuck off. She probably thought she going to the bathroom, did something, 
and whatever. I think she did because to me, the way she's acting now is like I don't think it's day and night. This this has been a steady escalation. I'm not saying it's day and night. I think it's 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 like zero to hundred all the time. I disagree. I disagree because in my experience, I recognize somebody who isn't happy with the predicament they're in, but they don't know how to communicate that, or they don't want to admit that that's the problem. So they start picking out everything else. That makes and that's what it looks no like she's doing to sense. me. Yeah, that's what she's doing. And all he can do is. It's like a weird just in case tactic. Like at the same time, they don't want to let loose the support that they have. But they also don't want to be supported by this person. But they have nothing else. My whole thing is Andy just needs to pull chalks and leave. That's it. So we don't pick up, know why. We pick up with Brittany still being outside after their weird fight, after they finally make it back to his house. Andy still does not know why she's feeling the way that she's feeling. Because to Andy, this is night and day. He's like, when she was in jail, which by their timeline standards has only been like the last couple of days. When she was in jail, it was all, can't wait to be with you. Can't wait to be on you. We're going to do our life together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she's like, stay away from me. When he goes outside to meet her, he's, he's trying to be nice. And he's like, listen, I have a day planned for us. We can go fishing. And immediately she's like, you hate fishing. And he goes, I don't like fishing, but you like fishing. And we could go fish. And she's like, no, no, we we don't need to do all that. They have a fight. He's like, let's go inside the house. Let's let's get dressed for the day. How about that? And I'll try to make breakfast. And she goes, fine. She she changes. He changes. He starts making breakfast. She comes out. And immediately she's like, why are you making pancakes? He goes, you like pancakes. And she goes, you don't like pancakes. Why do you keep doing things that you don't like? And he goes, for you. And she goes, why? It's called compromising, bitch. <laughs> she feels it's fake and insincere. It's called relationships. And she ties it to him not being a positive father for his, his girls. She ties it to that. Which I don't, I felt like that I was a reach. I don't know why Andy doesn't understand, hey, she's trying to get rid of me. Just, just, and then just leave. So Brittany does have a moment where she says she's overwhelmed and her old self would have used by now. And she kind of feels like Andy's driving her to use. Which she's using him as a crutch for her being able to use and wanting to use, which is another lie. Andy just doesn't understand when people are not that into him. I he think can't he, read it. I think he does. No. He switches to delusion and is like, oh, I'll just try harder. No. I'll just try harder. That's no. what's going to happen. Whatever. She can try herself right into the broke house. Because now she's just asking about money and superficial things. She brings up that Andy promised to give her $1,200. Apparently, he only gave her five when she first got out. Uh, and she said she gave that 500 to her kids. So she needs the other 700 That's a lot. He says, okay, we'll go to the bank Monday and pull that out. And she goes, why can't we go to the bank right now? Crackheads can't wait until Monday. They need it now. He tells her, we could hit up an ATM, but the limit that the ATM gives you is 500 which is true. A lot of ATMs have a 500 limit of how much cash you can pull in a single day. Pretty much all, all of them work. A lot of them. Um, but she says that's a lie. <laughs> the person and, who hasn't drawn out money probably in decades from she, ATM can tell somebody that's a lie. Then she pushes that they should see how much they can pull right now then, if that's the case. That's another crackhead move right there. Insinuating Andy doesn't have the money. That's that's what she was trying to get at. She thinks he's broke. 
So this leads to Andy pulling out his phone to show her how much he's got in the bank. He's got a little over two grand in the bank. He tells her it's about 3000 It's not. It's a little over two grand. And she laughs in his face and says, that's it? How are you going to pay me my 1200 if you only have this much in the bank? First of all, he already paid you 500 He's going to give you another 1200 Why is he going to do that? And if he got 2000 2000 is more than 1200 That is true. But I guess she feels like that's not secure enough. I, I don't even. So. Andy, leave. Please. Then she asked Andy about the car he promised her. And he said, it's the car that's in the driveway. That's your car. And she goes, how is that my car? Do you have the title for that car? He goes, no, it's financed. Most cars are financed. It's very rare that somebody outright purchases and owns that car immediately. It's very rare. And she goes, how are you going to give me a car that you don't own? He goes, easy. I keep making the payments, and you take the car. <laughs> you drive the car. You drive the car. You just got to drive me, off, drop me off at work. And she goes, no. How am I supposed to be independent if you can't give me my $1,200 or my car? You told me $1,200, my a car, and a phone, and you're not living up to your responsibilities. She has a phone. He gave her five. He told her he'll give her the, the next seven when they go to the bank on Monday. And he told her that she has a car to drive. But she's like, I don't know. In her mind, this is all proof that Andy's trying to control her. He doesn't have a title to give to her for the car because he's trying to control her. He's not giving her the full amount of money because he's trying to control her. First of all, you shouldn't give crackheads transportation anyway. Because they're just going to go to a crack house. I don't know where this control thing is coming from. I don't understand that part. Javon, she's making things up. Okay. <laughs> It's obvious. It and is. that's pretty much how that ends. Yeah, we end, we ended on that note where he's like, I don't know where this is going on. Oh, she also says that she can't be in a relationship with somebody who's not a, a truthful person and that they say what they mean, they mean what they say. Meaning she can't be in a relationship with her. Um, So let's move on to New York, the people I can't listen to. Oh, Sheree and Anthony? Yeah. What do you remember about Sheree and Anthony? Basically, Anthony, I guess he went to saw his parole, parole officer. He didn't see nobody. He went to see his parole officer. No. Yeah. No. Last, He's sitting in the home. Yeah. Last episode, he went to saw a parole officer. It was another person. So he was trying to figure out if he'd be able to go to the party. He went the to the office. He went office. to the parole office. Yeah, to see if he can get permission to go to the party or not. They put a... No, he had to check in. That was his first check in after check getting in, out. And to see if he can go to the party. He can get party. like an extended time out to go to the party, whatever. The person who he was checking in, I guess, that gave him the thing wasn't there. They put him on a uh, put that ankle, ankle monitor on him. He goes home. So he finally gets in touch with that guy. The guy was like, yeah, you can go to the party, but you got to be home at 1. He's like, thank you. Cool. So now he's meeting... What's her face? What's her name? Sheree? Mm-hmm. Uh, brother. You're, you're skipping a lot of stuff. No, pretty much it was just him meeting her family. We left with uh, Anthony talking to his mom about her involvement in his relationship with Sheree. And that's where we pick up in this episode. Sure. He tells his mom, you're not going to be doing too much in this relationship. But he tells Sheree the same thing. He tells her the same thing. And then now we move on. <laughs> it's 
doesn't make sense to me anyway. Well, I did find it interesting that Anthony's mom makes a comparison about how Sheree is very similar to her personality, and Sheree is disgusted immediately. She's grossed out. She's like, she's always trying to make me her. But that is not she it. She is similar to his mom. They both mouthy. Anyway. But dun dun dun. Um. So. But yes, Anthony got his go ahead to go to this ridiculous party. Why? I have more questions about this party. He needs the permission because it's so late. Yes. Why aren't we having this party during the day? The black folks are on. Cause Why black, can't we do that? Because black people in CP time, no one's going to get there until now. <laughs> or at least 10 or 11. We all know that. I'm confused. So that's why. So then he, I guess her brother comes over and he meets her brother and his bro, her, her brother. Her brother was dropping off her son. That's why he was coming over. So then he starts pretty much kind of like. Asking some questions. Asking questions and hounding dude. I didn't really think he was hounding her. Or hound her. Him. I didn't think. Because. A, no one in her family has met him. So there's that one. Two, the announcement of their marriage came as a surprise to everybody. So the brother's pretty much checking him out. Yes. So he's checking him out, whatever, whatever they do, they think, whatever. Then we find out that apparently the reason the brother's really doing this is because they did the same thing to his girlfriend or fiance or wife. No, we find out the reason the brother's doing that is because he remembers how he treated his sister when they were in school. Yes, and also they treated his girlfriend or his wife. His sisters treated his girlfriend that way, not yeah. not Debo. That's what I'm saying. His girl, his sister treated his girlfriend the same way, so it's kind of a little bit of get back to. Not really. Yeah, I think, yeah, some of it is. They only established that at the tail end of their whole conver- conversation. I'm just you know, some of it get back. When Debo is talking to Sheree as she's getting ready for this blackout party that she's gotten or whatever, he's talking about how he's worried that this lady, this, per- this lady, this guy that just fresh got out of prison, is now going to be in the life of his nephew like that. And how he acts around Sheree, and he remembers how this dude moved when they were in school, and how he tossed Sheree to the side. That's goddamn 50 years ago. Who gives a two craps? Anywho, apparently everything I say is wrong. So let's say some more wrong stuff. Um, So then eventually, him and his mom, with Anthony and his mom, goes to a ring shop to replace the ring that he got her the first time that she threw away because I guess she found out he was still married and they couldn't get married. Did she throw it away? She lost it. That's why he's replacing the lost ring. It. Yeah, he's replacing it. That's what he said. Okay. So, that's pretty much where it ends at. Is he still married? I'm assuming no now. I feel like that's a strong assumption. She drafted a fake marriage certificate. How we know he didn't draft up fake divorce papers? I don't think he had that. Well, maybe he had a kind also, of time in jail. Also, we've know. seen more than one inmate try to get divorced in jail, and it doesn't work. So that's where we leave that at. That he's divorced. We don't know. Anywho, and that's pretty much the end of their little saga. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens at the party. I was thinking the baby father is going to be the one that get he get it get in with get into it with at the party. I think it's going to be the brother. I don't know. I feel I still have I still have money on the baby, Daddy. Daddy. I think it's gonna be the because brother. she's throwing the whole party to rub it in his face that she's got Anthony. That, Which again, that's what she said that openly this several times. Is whatever happens is her fault. But you just said it's now going to be Debo. So which one is it? I think it's gonna be her brother that they get in it into it because I think, like you said, it's gonna start with the baby daddy, mm. and then the brother's gonna do his little thing, and he it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. I've had it. I got to punch somebody in the face. I don't know who it's going to be, 
or do you think it comes out they're not really married? Because the person we see upset isn't Anthony. It's Sheree. Uh, it's Sheree saying, we got to uh, go. And speeding off into the dark. Uh, maybe that's what happened. Everything comes out to light. Because we don't actually see an interaction happen between Anthony and the baby daddy and or the And I think the, the baby brother. daddy goes, in your face! Or, or the baby daddy is the one who brings it up. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Sheree and Anthony. I can't. I, I, I can't listen to them because they have New York accents. I don't know why you have such it a bias against a New York accents. No, because it's, it's a hard New York accent. I can't do and it's, uh, it. It's, why? All I hear is Timberlands and Concrete when he talks. Why, why is it such a problem, though, for you? I don't understand. I just, Somebody I, from New York did you wrong? No. It's the, it's the, it's the fake bravado. How is it fake? <laughs> I don't understand. It's sickening. Because a you, lot of you say you also can't stand New Orleans accents either, and they sound very similar to a South Carolina I, accent. I, I could take New Orleans easy. That's not. I think it's also when we were in high school, a lot of people from New York moved down to South Carolina. Do they think they were better than you? Yeah, and then made you feel bad. And then once you put their face in the ground, now they want to be friends. Spoiler: They do that everywhere. They do. They do. They do that wherever they're at. <laughs> That's why I. You so more. crazy. Anywho, yeah. so that that is them. It'll be interesting to see what what actually goes down at this blackout party. Also, I love that her brother was like, "Why are we having a blackout party in the middle of the summer? It's like a hundred degrees." She's like, "Black means freedom." Wait, since when? Since when? What does black mean freedom? I thought we were done with her. I'm done with her. <laughs> Why is my mic? Oh, there it goes. I'm done with her. <laughs> Let's like, move on. And black does mean black is so beautiful. I don't know. Just, <laughs> the song just popped in my head. We just sing all the time when I why, was Why does black? But she's not even talking elementary. like black, black. She's she's saying literally the color means freedom. How? It, it means hot. If it's hot outside, the, the, the <laughs> black means hot. Sweating. That's what black means if it's hot outside, I have, sweating. I have many questions. Anywho. Musty. You want to talk about Melissa and Louie? You want to talk about Mikey and Chelsea? Melissa and Louie. Melissa and Louie pretty much. Louis is pretty much hitting on females that he's not hitting on <laughs> and getting in trouble for it. And that's where we started with them. I've, did we miss something? I wonder if the show edited out parts, maybe? I don't know what Because Louis Melissa G. is convinced that this dance instructor was all over Everybody him. wants her man. Was Everybody all, wants Luigi. Was all over him, and he wasn't stopping anything. He's and not like, even the best Mario brother, but everybody wants Luigi. And Luigi. the way it's edited, it does support her assessment no, of that? No, it doesn't to me. The way it's edited makes it look crazy. I disagree. Because when they first show it, it's the dance instructor. It's the, Well, it's the show. Focusing on the dance instructor pulling Louis in close, wrapping her arms around his waist, yeah. giving him heavy compliments about how great of a dancer he is yes. that's what she's supposed to do she's trying to get them to come back to spend more money but it also shows her being super critical of melissa she told melissa one thing no she told her several things Whatever. they did a they did a clip show of it which is why i'm like is it the show or is or did it happen no it didn't happen it's her this dude never gave that lady anything of like hey i like you and i want you all he did was dance. True. And in her mind, he said, thank you. He mean, in her mind, she heard, let me get them digits, and I'll meet you around back. But this is also the same girl who heard he was friendly with the yoga instructor in prison. 
went and sought out that yoga instructor and then confronted this lady and was like, what do you know about Louie? And this poor woman was like, who? Look, I can't help your self-esteem. It's called self-esteem. I can't help it, nor can I fix it, nor do I want to help it or fix it. Why do you think Louie's friend, though, was like, I know you. You're going to need to apologize. That's the whole reason he made the pizza. His friend was like, you're going to need to apologize. Because... That's what guys do. We just apologize. And then we get, yeah, like, you do, do you even know what you're apologizing for? No, then we don't. Then why would he then give him the whole lecture about how he needs to be more cognizant of how he is around other ladies? Because he said, you've never, I ne- you always have a crowd of women around you. That's what he tells him straight up. Okay. You always got a crowd of women around you. I know you. You need to apologize. That's what Whatever. he says. All that means to me is, hey, you know. You have the gift to gab. That's it. You're with a girl who is very jealous and can't control it. He doesn't know this girl. I'm assuming, yeah, he knows. Because he said she left him. She already left her because this and that. And he told him what's going on. He says, yeah, so just be cognizant and just apologize. I'm just saying, if his friend also recognizes that she, this is how she could think that, he's seen something like this happen before. Anywho. Why does that have anything to do with now? Because he's out. No, it doesn't. Because he's out. Whatever. So Louie makes her a apology pizza, which is the strangest topping pizza I've ever seen. It's It's, jalapenos and spinach. It's topped with, I don't know what I did. That's what it's it's topped with. He puts it in a heart shape. To his credit, Louie knows how to make a pizza. He, He went back to that like it was old habit. Made a whole pizza fresh from scratch. What do you think heroin addicts do after they do a whole thing of heroin? They got to eat. And they, they become chefs? Hey, heroin helps you hyper-focus when you need Does to do it? things. Yeah. Isn't it want, known to put you out? When you want to do certain stuff? Very interesting. Now. Heroin is a magic drug. You won't fall down for like hours. You'll bend, but you'll never fall. I have more questions about how you can be out of it and hyper-focus at the same time. Anyway called dehydration so louis makes this pizza he figures out a way to get to melissa science with the producer's help and he finds her at the hotel gym working out in a full makeup earrings (laughs) and as soon as i walked in i'm like who the hell you trying to uh pick up on who's in here who you trying to look cute for who works out in all makeup hair laid and pretend to be running slowly she wasn't pretending to run and she wasn't even sweating when he walked in so what, what, what the hell she really wasn't i think i don't know anyway point is they have their conversation and it's the most strange conversation essentially melissa's like listen i need you to stop talking to all women stop talking to all ladies but yeah and we'll be straight and yeah. he said okay he's the problem he says okay he, <laughs> he can't look talk see or smell another woman he says okay if there's a woman 20 miles away from him, it's his fault she's 20 miles away from him to Louis's credit, he says Melissa's the love of his life. I said, wow. Okay. Interesting. Sometimes we say things we don't believe. The next day, they have an appointment with a dentist to find out how they can get Louis's teeth fixed. And per- apparently, snagger- snag- Snaggertooth is... Not, not even Snaggletooth. You need to have teeth to have snaggle teeth. Well, his mouth is destroyed. His, yeah, his mouth is destroyed. He says he's got a lot of broken teeth. He's missing teeth. The dentist went, damn. Oh, okay. So, um, dentures, 
not option. We're going to have to screw shit into your mouth. No, no, dentures are still an option. They have to screw things into his mouth. No, dentures are still an option, though. They were hoping to do veneers, which is when you keep some of the teeth. Oh, okay. So at first they were like, okay, these are the options, implant, dentures, veneers, which is where they try to save as much of the tooth as they can, put crowns and bridges where they got to. They looked at it like, huh, next option. They do x-rays, and <laughs> it turns out, no, the damage is a lot further down in his gum than they anticipated. She's like, we're going to have to do a full mouth surgery and move your sinuses up. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take out your gums. His drug use has destroyed so much of of his mouth and I also I don't think people realize how connected nose mouth and ears are <laughs> they said we gotta replace your nose and your gums at the same time he kept repeating sinuses <laughs> sinuses you gotta move my sinuses which means he snort the hell out of his nose yeah that is it's what gone. that means to the point where they're like it's super low we gotta push him up so then they're like so the the veneers plan gone we're either gonna have to implant or do dentures Dentistry in America is insanely expensive. So they knew they were going to be dealing with high numbers. And Louis is trying to be as fair as he can because he's not footing this bill. Melissa is. So he's like, so clearly we're doing dentures because there's no way we're doing implants. It's going to be way too expensive because they're paying out of pocket for everything. The, the consultation is out of pocket. That's a, that was a cool 150 for the consultation. Oh, dentures. So Melissa's like, let's talk to their financer because they have an in-house financer and find out what our options are. A.K.A. the fixer. So the financer is like, okay, we do dentures. It's going to be forty-eight eighty, So that's 4880 bucks. And Louie's like, ooh. And then Melissa goes, how about implants? Melissa's like, I can't be with somebody who's got dentures. Her dad has dentures. And if you recall... When her sisters and father were making fun of her for being with this guy who has messed up teeth, her dad took his dentures out of his mouth to show Melissa what she could look for. I'm, I'm going to gun you to death. So she's traumatized. She's like, I, we can't do dentures. We're going to have to do implants. And Louie's looking at her like, you know how expensive that's going to be? She's like, let's just see. And she asked the financer, and he said thirty five grand. He said $35,000 and some change. To do the implants. Implants aren't forever, is the other thing. So. Evidently, teeth aren't neither. Well, well, and then Melissa's like, well, we're going to think on it. Girl. Girl. What? You're a postal worker slash bartender. Maybe you saved your pennies. Maybe you have saved money up. Maybe you're going to tap into that 401k. I hope you don't, but maybe you will to get these teeth together for him. But. Girl. And that's where we leave Melissa and Louie. Oh, by the way, apparently one of the dent- dentist people or whatever is going to say something to him. And it's going to trigger her. And she's going to lose her <laughs> shit. And it's going to be his fault, even though he had nothing to do with it. So I don't remember that scene. What are you that's, talking about? That's gonna, that's, it's going to happen. Oh, eventually. It's going to happen. One of the dental assistants is going to be like, how are you doing today, Louie? And she's going to be like, that's it? Yeah. Too much? Yeah. Too far? That's exactly what's going to happen. Too far. She asked how you're doing. You said, okay. How dare she's you? She's going to say something. Or he's going to know her. And Lord forbid if he knows her. Heaven to Betsy if he knows her. It's, it's a wrap. Like I said, self of steam. It's the self of your steam. 
They're my favorite couple. Can't wait. Because you like torture. I enjoy. I enjoy this whole delusion, delusion of grandeur that she didn't get her chance to be with him in high school, and now she gets to live this dream. Actually, I think Andy and Brittany are becoming my favorite. Interesting. Because it makes no sense. It really doesn't. One plus one don't mean two. It just means cat. <laughs> that's literally what it means now. It just means cat. It means cats. So that's anyway, quickly become my new favorite couple. Last but not least, we still got Mikey and Chelsea. Let's talk Mikey and Chelsea. I feel this is a couple I feel the most for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Mikey seems like a nice guy. <laughs> He's like a genuinely nice guy. Who's number going one, it's through it. It's just way too quiet. Number two. Even deaf people don't know how to communicate with each other, <laughs> which is amazing to me. Right. Even they have signs and times where they can't communicate or don't fully Listen. know how to communicate with each other. It so it's off. not only people who can talk. It kicks off hot. Um, so it's the second or third night of them being together. He still hasn't got any. He still hasn't got any. She still really hasn't told him why. Yep. And now she's dealing with the fact that now her financial... Benefits are going away for her kids. And her kids are sick. So And her kids are sick. He wakes her up because they got to head to his... P.O. No, his lawyer. Lawyer. For the, oh, yeah. The, uh, Apparently, something happened in jail where he had, he a, had a medical emergency. He had a stroke in jail, and, and he they they violated his civil rights. Right. Because they didn't... They Move didn't fast take, enough. Yeah, they didn't take what the necessary precautions they were supposed to take to help him. And they could have damaged him further. Um, so he has an appointment with the lawyer. So he's trying to wake up Chelsea, who doesn't want to be touched by him. She's full, dead, dead log. Um, I just want to say about that. Either you tell him what's going on with you and why you're that way, or you just be by yourself and take care of your kids. You can't do both. Either or. So she wakes it's up. getting sickening. And she immediately gets a call from her friend who's watching her son. And he tells her, I don't know what's going on, but you're... Your son's sick. Apparently, her son was sleeping over with his kids. He said they're all sick. And he's like, I gave him some medicine, and I'm just going to, you know, see how this goes. And she's worried because she's like, I'm six hours away. You know, I'm kind of freaking out. He's like, I'm keeping an eye on it. But you also got mail. And he said, I I opened up your SSI letter. That's Social Security benefits, basically. Uh, She gets Social Security benefits for raising her son. Uh. Apparently, the statement she received said that for the month coming up, it was zero dollars. And she doesn't know why. And she relies on that money. Does she work? Is my question. I think she does work, doesn't she? Isn't she a cleaner? Yeah. I don't know. She cleans, yeah, she cleans hotels with her friend, remember? Yeah. So, but she also still relies on that money to help make ends meet. She's like, how am I going to buy groceries? How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to help Mike? Mike don't got a job right now. And she's freaking out. And her friend is like, calm down. <laughs> calm down. First of all, you have to FaceTime when you're talking to a deaf person. Because there's no way to communicate on phone if you're not seeing each other. That's very redundant. I just figured that out. Wow. But the point is, she's furiously signing at her phone. Mike sees her and goes, what's going on? Everything okay? And she's already upset about her son being sick, the money not coming in. Mike also coming in frustrating her even more she's like i can't be a translator 
and have this conversation with my she friend. She kind of signs that she's having problem with her social security for her kids. She kind of does it, and then I guess it gets too much for her, and she just stops and like, I, I, I whatever. And right. And then he just storms into the hall. He does, and he uh, to I mean to to Mike's benefit, I can absolutely understand why he's frustrated. He doesn't know what's going on. He pretty much he's thinking it's him. Yeah. Which I can get because she's not really giving any details to any. Well, she's not signing any details to anything. Also, they're not connecting the way he thought they would have connected by now. Also true. So he's like, it feels like she's kind of drifting because she's, she's starting to shut down. Uh, eventually, Chelsea finally takes Mikey to go see this lawyer. And this lawyer is on board about what's going, what happened uh, during his stint and what he can do. Mikey does let the lawyer know. I don't have the money to exactly pay you. I was hoping you could do this pro bono. And he's like, what we could do is. You know, if you get a settlement, you can pay me. Basically. He's like, I'll take a percentage or whatever. Uh, but the timeline he gives Mikey on how this Fast could all shake out. It's going to move. Yeah, is a year. And Mikey was hoping it would be a, a month or so turnover. Don't know why he thought that. But yeah. I don't know why people who come fresh out of jail think everything can be done. Or it's supposed to turn over within. A week or two. Maybe he felt like I have so much proof. I don't know why it would take so long. It's going to take long because they're going to fight it. And they don't, and then they're going to take their sweet time paying it. Well, I mean, there's that. But also just filing it to get a motion set, that takes a long time. Yeah. Courts are usually busy. No. And they're also pr- trying to protect their own. So it's going to be a lot. I don't know if that's necessarily their own. Because it's a private-owned prison. So... All that they get a, they probably yeah they do they, somehow they get a kickback somehow trust me. Mikey comes back with the bad news to Chelsea, uh, expecting like a reaction out of her, and she just stares into the abyss <laughs> and goes, "It's whatever, it's whatever." And he's like, "Are you okay?" And she goes, "Stop asking me that." And now he's had it because she don't want to. I keep saying she don't want to talk, but uh, communicate. She, she doesn't, doesn't want to communicate. Up. She doesn't want to open up. So now he's frustrated. He jumps out the car. And pretty much she's like, get back in. You're like, no, not until you tell me what's going on. And she drives off. And that's where we leave it at. Yep. That's where we leave it up. She's on, he's on the side of the road. And she's driving off in anger. Very interested to see how they're going to stick it out as a couple. I don't think they're going to make it. Watch them make it. Watch. <laughs> Watch them be the couple that makes it. That would haunt me. <laughs> for like until the next one. And once the next one starts, I wouldn't care anymore. It'll be very interesting. So apparently WeTV is also doing this thing where they have like a who or where are they now type of thing. We don't have WeTV cable. We're watching all this through some kind of streaming service. Um, but on YouTube, do you remember the girl from Love During Lockup? Uh, I want to say a couple of seasons back. She was doing the sexy photo shoot for her man. Yes. You know, she tried to talk to John. Uh, the woman that had the, the child for her, and then he was like, I can't believe he lied a lot. The child for her? Wasn't he with some girl who, he got pregnant and got like... There's Lacey, who's the blonde out of Virginia Beach, who you're thinking of. But that's not who I'm talking about. Do you remember the lady who you said looked a little man in? Yeah, I know you're talking hair. about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, Photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. She tried to shoot her shot with John who's... from Virginia Beach. 
Oh, the one that was with the the girl who was married to another, and she technically she was dating John, and they were together, and, and she, she cheated she on, on him with, with the, the inmate from the other. Was, girl. She her body is all fake and stuff. Yes, and Lacey? then she had a, a baby immediately with that guy. Her name's Lacey. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the, she had like a uh, only friends, only fans, only fans, and then he had like his own only fans. She got yes. upset about it. Then she got yeah. upset with it and said he was gay. Yeah. And then they got divorced. Yeah. And she started dating John again. Yeah. And then she narked on John, and he went to jail. Yeah. So when jail, when John was in jail, the other girl was talking to John and sending him money. Oh. And she tried to shoot her shot. And John said no. They were supposed to meet up when he got out. They never met. He's back with Lacey. Of course she is, because she is glad for punishment. He loves jail. And now that lady's dating another inmate. Yeah, because he loves jail. <laughs> Also, did you know uh, Deontay's back with what's her face? I want to say Nicole. I don't even know who the hell Deontay is. The Any black more? guy from Virginia Beach, your best friend, your oh, buddy, yeah. the Marine. The long, the long bone, bonehead dude. He's back with that girl that he initially started the show with. I think her name's Nicole. She left him for a woman. What's she? What's she? What's she? What's she? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. She was. They got divorced. The Machine Gun Kelly couldn't take it no more. I don't know who couldn't take it anymore. But they got divorced. She got back with Deontay. She got back in trouble. She got a three-year sentence that got suspended right now. She's on probation. So did he he finally get it? Yes. They went to the Barbie premiere together. They're living together. Supposedly, he's getting it in. Supposedly. I think he's special. Yep. He's special needs. He has a baby by somebody else. (laughs) Keep telling women stop having babies by idiots, but they don't listen. <laughs> you can't help everybody. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got for love during lockup. We can't lead a horse to water sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry. Love after lockup. Unless you got anything else. No. Okay. Do you guys know that we have an email account? Email address is we like that. D-A-T podcast at gmail.com yes we like that podcast at gmail.com go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that because we might like that we really might and we'd love to hear from you all right so for the for our 30 days of halloween worth the watch we've never called it the spooktacular we watch Five Nights at Freddy's. I like how you kill every idea I have. And then Is get it mad an idea? At, and then get mad at me when I don't have any idea. Is it an idea? Sure. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, on. we watch Five Nights at Freddy's for our last Halloween movie. Uh, it is based on the gaming franchise that took the world by storm. Oh, what is it? 2013? 14? Yeah. No, it's been about 10 years. So 2013 when it came out. This was an indie game. Created by Scott Coffin, uh, that took over the Let's Plays for YouTube. Markiplier was one of the biggest YouTubers at the time playing this game. Um, then Game Theory came along with Matt Pat that introduced a lot of the lore and explained a lot of the nuances that happened in the game. And the world building for this game series has just grown exponentially since then. Word about a movie coming out was was rumored around eight years ago. People were kind of excited around it. It was around the time that they started doing the books. So this world exists in games, books, and now this movie. 
it was kind of a big deal that it was coming out. I was surprised that they streamed this instead. So technically, its film premiere was the 27th, but we were able to watch it on Peacock on the 26th, early. Okay. It's very interesting. Calvin Whatever. is not attached to this lore at all. Don't care. So I wanted to get his take on what he thought about the movie. So roughly, Calvin, what would you say this movie was about? Movie is all right. It's basically about uh, a pizza parlor where the electronics in the pizza parlor. If you ever heard of Showbiz Pizza Place and Chuck E. Cheese, remember, think of the rat or the, the scary-ass gorilla chilling folks randomly. And then it's abandoned. And for some reason, random security people go in and get murdered, and no one cares. Okay. That's what you think the movie's about? Oh, well, the movie's about the same thing. But this time, a guy and his sister go in there. And almost get murdered. Okay. So that's, that's what the movie was about for you. Yeah. Okay. Did you have some questions about some of the stuff that happened? Oh, question number one. My five questions for Friday night. Five, five, nights. Ni five nights at Freddy's. Whatever. Why the first security guard? Oh, why did they introduce this first security yeah. guard? Yeah. Because he didn't go to any of the lore, nor did he become a, a animal animatronic. Actually, he did go into the lore. The first security guard is Fritz. Fritz is one of the character names of a security guard in the very first first Five Nights at Freddy's video game. So it was a shout out directly to fans. If you aren't familiar with the with the games, though, I can absolutely see how you were watching this movie, being like, "Nothing makes sense. Why are there so many open ended things?" So what happens? How to does this Fritz? tie together? What happens to Fritz in the game? Fritz dies in the game. Okay, he doesn't become anything. No. Okay, well, I, uh, I marked that as one for them. One for answer. So the very, very, well, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Very late into all of this. But yeah, at the very, very beginning of the movie, we see a security guard freaking out. He starts crawling through the ventilation system, which is another characteristic of the game. One of the games actually has you walking through the ventilation system like that. He gets eaten by a he doesn't birthday... Get eaten. Uh, cake. No. Uh, the first guard that you saw die was strapped to that chair and had that mask coming towards his face. That mask is called Torture Freddy. It's from another game. Oh, uh, so basically it took all the five Nights of Freddy's and put them together to make this one movie. <sighs> Which is also confusing because... They let their <sighs> five Freddy's powers combined. It's, it's, it's confusing. So, okay. so that was one. So what's the next one? Okay, my second question is how are they luring people to this damn closed pizza parlor? So they are not. Answered. Next. How they are not? Why are people going there then? People aren't. Next. So why did that guy go there? What guy? The first one, Fritz? No, the first guy and the new guy. They're hired. They're hired by that guy. So everybody's hiring these people to go there. Yeah, that, which is part of the game. You get hired as a guard because mm -hmm. the last guard disappeared and or died. Number two, no one's looking for their family members after these deaths. They're looking for them, but there's usually nothing to find. Still my first question. Okay. Mixed with kind of my second question. Uh-huh. Why are we hiring people for a deserted pizza parlor? So according to the movie, the guy that's doing all of this, I think his name's like Steve Crandall or something, he's saying he it's it's 
It's run down, but the owners refuse to get rid of it, so they just need to keep people away from the property. So they're hiring night guards to keep kids from trying to wander into the property. And no one's putting together two and two that this place is killing folks. Well, everybody who goes to work there never survives. Well, according to the film, it's alluded that they're only looking for people that won't be missed. And also, usually they don't find these bodies. So when these people die, it's just whatever. I don't know if you, you know, he didn't watch this movie really. We only know of two deaths in... Not even two. Well, kind of two deaths that happened in that pizzeria. That one guard, Fritz, that we saw at the beginning of the movie, and then Steve Crandall later at the end of the film. Okay, so I shouldn't be assuming all this. Okay, my second question. Why that brother and, and that sister? Why them? That's a, now, that is a great question because it, that, that to me did not make any sense. Uh, in the game series, Mike Schmidt is the name of another security guard that you play i think it's the second or third game is when the name changes to mike schmidt mike schmidt according to game lore is a cover name for michael afton michael afton is the son of william afton in the games aka purple guy aka spring trap bonnie aka the yellow rabbit who is the one that's actually committing the child murders in the the game lore, the idea is that Mike Schmidt, a.k.a. Michael Afton, takes up the go- the job of security guard to try to trap his dad to avenge the murders of the children. But that get, we get to that point way down the line in terms of the game story. So it being presented now is interesting as Mike Schmidt. Also, we have the, the scene where I want to say, what is his name? What are, Steven, Steven Crandall? William Afton. Matthew Lillard's character, when he is looking over Michael's resume as a job recruiter to try to find him another job, at first he's ready to dismiss him, but then he sees the name Mike Schmidt, and all of a sudden now he's got this job for him. And they don't explain why at all, why that name would trigger anything. It's hinted and alluded that he recognized Mike's name because he snatched Mike's brother, but he also did not snatch Mike's brother at a pizza parlor at all. So my next question is, uh-huh. um, whatever. So the killer is working at a temp agency. Is that how the game goes? No, not at all. So who's helping this guy in the game? No one's helping this guy in the game. So random security guards are just securing that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The game is not linear. So why is anybody cares about the, if, the, if the movie's not linear, if the game's not? Well, so the issue becomes people who have not heard of the games, like yourself, who are watching this. Right now, it holds like a 27% Ron Tomatoes. I understand why. If, if you're watching this, thinking you're going to see a scary movie built around the video game. Built around the video game, but built around the hype of how scary the video game is. Yes. And then you watch it, and you're like, what? 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 Unless you know the games and the books and all the lore 
a lot of that movie is not going to make sense. Okay. Whatever. Um, so you answered my third question. It flew off the shelf. <laughs> I guess. Okay, fourth question. His daughter is working as a police officer, supposedly, right? Yeah. Why has no one in a, her office... Asked her why she's just missing her shifts at a time. And yes. Just... Why is she watching this uh, parlor, pizza parlor that's deserted? Well, no one's asking these questions? she said it was assigned to her beat. That's how she explains that. So you're telling me she gets a beat. People are dying on her beat. No one in the office, her police department asking questions. We're going to revert back to I answered your first and second questions. They can't find bodies. No body, no murder. Also, they look for people that aren't going to be missed. So if nobody's reporting so they're missing they're, and there's no bodies, there's no murder. So he's amazing at picking people who has no family members without even knowing it. No, he knows it. Okay. He's precise. That's why he was like Mike Schmidt. I have a I have a job for you. Okay. So made made a lot of sense. Perfect of a question. Next one. It's my question. My last question. Are no one looking for these? Well, you answered that. Too. Apparently, oh. he's picking people that no one wants or cares about. I just think I don't. The brother and sister. Okay. They never established that they're brother and sister, really. Yeah. There's no pictures of them being in it as a brother and sister together. The picture that you see in a movie is about him and his little brother. The sister is nowhere in that picture. You are completely stealing my theory. I like how you're going to pose it as if it's something you discovered on Oh, your I'm own. sorry. So Hilarious. With your theory. Hysterical. What do, you, what do you think it's behind, what the purpose behind that I think is? everybody's robots. In the, in the game, we find out that a lot of the core characters that we assumed were people, are not. They're animatronics. At some point or another, an animatronic took over that body, and they're wearing these people as meat suits. So that girl's a meat suit. I don't know if they're trying to blend her story of a component of a bunch of different characters, or if she's just really human. Because in, in the game lore, there's nobody that can see ghosts. There's no little kid that can see ghosts. Yes, there's nothing. Why can't she see ghosts? And why is he having all these premonitions? Did that dude He's know? not having premonitions. He's having dreams. Dreams. Did that guy know he has dreams like this? So he's given himself these dreams. I had to watch it a second time to see what, how that was possible. You know how he takes those pills? Yeah. Those, the, they're sleeping pills. He's yeah. trying to have lucid dreams so that he can try to remember how his brother got taken. That's why he keeps having that dream of being in the middle of the woods. So he's making himself have those dreams. The difference is that at some point the ghost kids who inhabit those jumps animatronics jump, jumps his dream. They yeah, they jump into his dream. How do they know he have he's having dreams? I don't know. But they do. And they're there. And it's happening. I think it's to tie him more into the, the story. Because Mike Schmidt is a special character in the lore. Also, yeah, this is another question. Six. Why is this girl, who's a police officer, who's sworn to serve and protect, helping her dad kill people? She's also a character in the game lore. Vanessa is a new character. She's relatively new. She starts out as a game tester in another game who slowly but surely gets corrupted by the ghost of William Afton, the golden bunny purple dude. And she becomes the new villain in the new series of games. She kind of gets possessed by William Afton. But in the movie, they made her his her they made her his daughter. So and so in the in the video game, 
he's transgender. No, why would he be transgender? Because he left the man body to become a woman. A transgendered so, person is somebody who has, so, who knows that their gender is not the body they're in. So basically, that's not the same thing. I think that's Let's what, not be disrespectful. That's, that's Let's not be rude. Not what happened? No. Okay. Makes no sense to me. Anywho. Um, anyway, back question. to my theory about yeah, the brother and whatever. sister. The, one, one, one more question. What's the point to the aunt? That's another good question. I have a theory. But they don't ex- expand onto anything. But she, they kill her. So what's the point of that? Did they? Did they kill her? We don't see it happen. If you hor- horror rules one hundred and one, you don't see the murder happen. It didn't happen. We just see her laying down. This is video game. It's not even a horror. It's, n- it's really not even video game. Aunt Jane is not in the video game at all. Oh, uh, so I think the thing is she's behind everything. Bum bum bum. I don't think she's That's behind everything, but I think she knows more than she's let on. Because she was dead set about getting Abby. So she fakes her death. I don't know that she faked it. I think she survives it. So now because she's, she's a robot. I think everybody's a robot. She's horribly, hor- horribly maimed. Name maimed. I don't even think she's maimed. There's no blood on the floor. Nothing. Okay. She's literally just laying down. Next question: Why does this black guy keep picking up robots? Oh, in his taxi. Yes. So that black guy is a gamer. He's actually a YouTuber who also contributed to a lot of the fan theories for Five Nights at Freddy's. So he's another Easter egg for people who follow a lot of the game lore. Okay, and that's all my questions for Five Nights at Freddy's. Back to the brother-sister situation. It is interesting that we're really sold on our main character, Mike, being the big brother to Abby. But like Calvin said, and I pointed out originally, she's not in any of the family photos. All the family photos show hit, show Mike at a younger age with a brother that is, has passed. And it doesn't show Abby at all. In the book series, there's a situation with a girl named Charlie who's in a similar boat where, like, she remembers certain things about her childhood, having a brother, her dad, but then she kind of finds herself on her own. And then she slowly but surely discovers she's not a person. She's an animatronic. And there's actually several different versions of her that, that age progress into different things. The other weird thing was they kept noting that Abby doesn't eat. She doesn't eat food. And it's a chore to get her to eat. Robots don't need food. My theory is Abby's an animatronic. She doesn't know she's an animatronic. Mike doesn't know she's an animatronic. Also another one of her theories, Mike is an animatronic. Mike is an animatronic. <laughs> in the games, Michael is an animatronic. So in the games, Michael, Abby, other people, they're all kids of William Afton. William Afton is an inventor. He helped to invent those animatronics with a guy named Henry. So he invented Showbiz Pizza Place and Chuck E. Cheese. He invented Springlock. There was an incident that happened to one of his earlier models that kills his daughter, Elizabeth, another girl, kills her by accident. He figures out how to get Elizabeth back. He figures out that if the animatronics kill the kids, for whatever reason, the kids live on in the animatronics. So then it's all about him figuring out how to fine-tune that, which is what leads him to his spree of murdering these other kids. We can better figure out how to fine-tune all of that to get his daughter back. 
So he's into voodoo like Chucky. There's no magic, though. In the, well, kind of. There's no magic. Like, there's no spells or incantations. He creates these animatronics. They that kill a kid. Spirits. And then they become the kid. And just randomly hold spirits. Yeah. His inventing is so great that it holds spirits. I don't know that it's so great, but it does hold spirits. Sounds like but to just me, children. He it, invented how to hold spirits work. by accident. It doesn't really work for adults. The exception is Michael. So there's a game where Michael is a security guard again. And he's trying to get answers about what happened to his dad. Or at least he's trying to stop his dad from continuing what he's doing. No, father. No. The opposite. The father saying that. So father Noopsy. It comes to a point where the animatronics figure out that Michael's also trying to stop what's going on, and they take over his body. They scoop Michael's self out of it, and they put an animatronic into that body. And there's a whole cutscene in the game where it's like a Michael suit, happy walking around, and at first the neighborhood's like, hey, what's up? And it shows like a time progression of his body decaying around an animatronic skeleton. And the, and the neighborhood slowly but surely starting to freak out at this dead meat suit that's decaying and walking around. It ultimately ends up with the meats, the bioskeleton flushing itself down into a sewer. In the game, it's wild. But Michael becomes an animatronic. How does he flush himself down a sewer? I'll show you the clip. But yeah, it, it happens. Sure. Okay. So. People are like, is it going to get a second movie because of how bad the reviews are? Hopefully not. It's going to get a second movie. Because it's of fan fear and fan lore. Fan fear? Fan fear. Fair. Fair. F-A-I-R. In terms of, a as a fan watching the movie, there is a lot, a lot of Easter eggs and, like, shout-outs to the fan, which is phenomenal. It's really... It's really nice. All of these nods and like almost like mini thank yous to the fans. They've got a bunch of the favorite YouTubers as cameos in here. Uh, they've got a bunch of stuff that happened in the game lore, a bunch of stuff that happened in the books. But they put it all in the film, which is confusing. One of the things about Five Nights at Freddy's that sets it apart from a lot of other games is the fact that <laughs> there's no set timeline in this series the games show you one thing the books show you another and now we have this movie it's a little infuriating that you don't really have a steady story but at the same time it keeps everything fresh because they don't have a, a you know a seamless story so i liked it i liked five nights at freddy's i'm probably gonna watch it for a third time to see what else i can <laughs> i catch why why because it's human nature. Why? Why? It was. I liked it. It was actually pretty decent. Well, the movie was all right. It wasn't scary. It wasn't bad. It wasn't scary. It wasn't too funny. But it was just a little confusing. The storyline is weird. But it's like that in the games. And it's like that in the books. But I so thought. So that's how they justify it. I thought the animatronics themselves. I thought they did a fantastic fantastic job of making those real life they did a really great job and they had the henson production company to help with that the people who make the muppets i say they can use 
Show Bench Pizza Place, Animatronics, Nightmare Fuel. and that had been made way more scary. Well, Showbiz Pizza Place is still technically owned by the people who own Chuck E. Cheese, so they would have had to deal with licensing rights. They weren't going to do all that. Whatever. But that was it. So we watched Five Nights at Freddy's. I recommend it if you're familiar with the lore. Uh, it's not very scary. So if you're looking for a movie that's going to make you jump, this is not that movie. Uh, so the, the other thing is, like, if you're not already a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's, you're not going to like this movie. So she's recommended to all the fans of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to We Like That Podcast. We like that. Remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and tune into more chaotic episodes. I'm Javon. I'm Calvin. Until next time. Later, people. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha.